Well, hello and welcome to episode 99 of Soundwave. I am your host, Matt, and joining me is Carlos. Yeah, I'm here. We are here, and we are on episode 99. I would never thought we'd got this far. Oh, we need to do something special. Though. I had been trying to... Th- I don't know what to do special like for I, our 100th yeah, show. Yeah, I don't... Actually, I... 100 years of music is a lot of music to cover, and I don't yeah, know what else. I, I don't think I could... Uh do much about a hundred. Do years. like something with the best anniversary shows for a band or something. I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't have anything. On Sounds that. too complicated. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, that was Iggy Pop with Lust for Life, and uh, this past week I got to see Iggy Pop live, and that also ties in with the theme too because it's used in a in a movie trailer that I really like. Cool. But uh, yeah, Iggy Pop put on one of the coolest shows ever. Sixty-eight year old band punk rocker jumping into the stage, driving the crowd and stuff. It was crazy. Uh. But yeah, I don't know. What have you been up to, Carlos? Not too much. You know, just the usual relaxing video games, reading, that sort of stuff. Latest video game? Uh, Dark Souls. Dark Souls. Yeah, we were watching some of that gameplay. That was awesome. The, it, it, what? Who are the people that do the drinking thing uh, again? Funhouse. Funhouse or whatever, yeah. H-A-U-S. That was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. What, it ended up being like 15 shots and there's like oh, eight people so, playing something like or something? That. Yeah, they uh, God. had to do a shit ton of shots. Every that- time they die, they had to take a shot. That that game looks intense as hell though. It is pretty intense. I don't know. I I I always like to sit there and watch somebody play a game. I've never been good at video games myself. I can only really play Uncharted. I uh, was actually uh, watching a video of some like somebody who uh, for the first Dark Souls they were just uh, doing a blade because they were they apparently had been playing with their boyfriend. And like they did such a horrible job using the two analog sticks to drive that he yeah. said, "All right, stop. I'm going to have you play this game." <laughs> and like the, the so they uh, she goes through this whole game like the beginning of the game to the end of it like slowly trying to figure out he wouldn't tell her anything about it like ahead of time so she had to figure it out as she went along and yeah she apparently like she slowly got better like she forgot about many controls until like halfway through the game like oh I can roll out <laughs> that's but, uh, how I am like when uh, I tried to play. What's that? Mass Effect or whatever. Yeah. I always forget that there's all those sub menus and stuff that you can change things and everything. So I just keep playing with the same stuff. And I'm like, oh, I should probably switch to this gun because why it's much it, better than that other why gun. Why is it taking for so uh, long to just kill this guy? I know, right? Ammo now. It's the same with Borderlands, too. I always forget, hey, there's these upgrade guns. You should go to this fucking cash machine thing here and <laughs> change it out and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. There's just too many things for me to think about for video games nowadays. I just like simplicity and linear. I don't know. Yeah, Dark Souls is a, kind of has some a, a kind of complex uh, control scheme, but it looks so fucking cool. It does, and it's that, been fun. That whatever that blob snake creature thing that was on the <laughs> roof that was chased that thing is terrifying. Oh yeah, I, like <laughs> I I killed one like uh just by cheating because I just uh, and that's just a normal guy that you fight. That thing's like four of you put together. Yeah, I thought it was like dead forever, and it was not dead forever. <laughs> God, no. Yeah, I I'm intrigued yeah. to watch some more of that gameplay. Uh. I don't know. I went to go see Cloverfield, uh, the 10 Cloverfield Lane this past How weekend. How was it? Uh, it was really good. It kept you thinking if it really was. Like, the whole thing is basically this girl is leaving her boyfriend, and then she gets she gets in a car accident and flies off the road and then wakes up handcuffed to a pipe in the basement of a bunker. Of John Goodman's bunker, right? Of John Goodman's bunker. And... Uh, she doesn't believe him, so then we're on her side for a while of it until we see something, and we're like, well, we're on John Goodman's side, but are we really on her side? Like, if she was just kidnapped and sent down there, or if there's really something going on up top, and they do a fantastic job, that whole movie making you guess which is the right way to go. And, uh, yeah. Does it at least resolve it at the end? It does All resolve right. it at the end. I didn't. I don't know if it was the best resolution at the end, but it was pretty damn cool. All right. And, uh, yeah, John Goodman is one of the fucking coolest actors ever. 
still to this day i think yeah he can he does a really good job sometimes. yeah he, just he puts crazy. himself into those roles and he I, he picks things so carefully did you see uh red state i did not see the that kevin one. smith movie i, I kind of want to see that one, it got rated so low and i don't know why but i fucking loved it it was really good like i i remember he was in the oh brother where art oh yeah yeah awesome yeah. he had the eye patch and yeah, everything he was really good in that no yeah he's he always he doesn't do very many things but what he does i think he just loves yeah, even no. like coyote ugly he was the heart of that movie like actually. often he, like most of the time he just just does uh television yes yeah. well, like roseanne and, and leverage he was in oh and he was in not that Le- i'm sorry not leverage but uh trim he was in trim and he was oh he was in community too yeah he's the uh uh air conditioning like uh, repair school guy yes, awesome but yeah he was also in like a new orleans jazz show that was on hbo i think called trem he was in that one but yeah john goodman hell yeah i i'd recommend going and see that movie just for the fun of it so so he does a, they <coughs> do a fantastic job acting in it and yeah i, I mean saw, like i saw like one of the clips he knows how to get pissed badass. off really easily <laughs> yeah i yeah it's he's terrifying in it actually that's a good way to put it um but yeah so i saw iggy pop last week too and i went to also see underworld uh under oath not underworld if it was underworld i would have been crazed but uh under oath they played their first two albums who i used to be obsessed with back in high school and stuff but yeah so i had a fun week last week cool otherwise pub crawls this weekend Ooh, that sounds terrible for you actually it's the most intense day emma's has like uh really even more than river falls yeah there's thousands of people that go out for that they all have the same t-shirt and that's they start at juniors and they kind of get let out every 10 minutes basically so you get just a mass wave of 30 people all at once and they leave to go to the next bar then you get another wave they're all wearing the same t-shirt so you it's a little hard to tell the difference between them yeah right right but you still have to check everyone's IDs because it's not sanctioned by the city for wristbands and everything like that. So you check all the IDs. So we have. Why doesn't the city do that? I don't know. They don't. They try and do things like the stupid bluegrass festival that went on this past weekend that did not go over well. Well, it went over well for our bar, even though we didn't have any yeah. music playing. But like how oh, they set it up, like they had one band playing every hour basically at yeah. a different bar around town. And I think the year before it was like bands were playing all over town, and you just walk around and go listen to music. That sounds way better than having, yeah, like because you get, you just get confused and be at the wrong place at the wrong time. They, yeah, there were so many times that people just came in like, oh, it's on the other side of town. I don't really want to go. Like they had one nothing going on in the middle of town, but you had to go all the way out to the West Wind to go listen to music, which is on the other side of town, like yeah. outside of Main Street. Were you supposed to drive there? Yeah, right. Oh. And then they're promoting drinking on the street. But it's pointless to drink on the street by a cup and get a wristband because you're not walking anywhere in particular. Yeah. And with music playing at each place, most people just left the place because there was no room to stand in the place. So, but yeah. That's not good. Like actually having like multiple bands playing at once, that sounds like an actual festival. festival right? That sounds awesome. I'm pretty sure that's basically how it was last year. So I hope they work this out for the next year and I hope, it, yeah. I know. I'm looking forward to Pitchfork's uh, Spring Fest. Cause they yeah, have when that. is that? <sighs> I'd have to check my calendar, but yeah, that's well because they always have musical guests at theirs, and like it's always like. Is it usually like on a, a Saturday or a Sunday? I want to say it's a Saturday because I, I yeah it's gotta be a Saturday because I took off for it. Yeah, I work all Saturdays, but I could probably come after six o'clock if it still goes on. Hell How late do you guys usually stay? I have no idea. I don't even. know what time <laughs> You it end starts. up getting drunk and then you leave. <laughs> I just go. I just pre- go every time. Like our our uh, cabinet is just filling up with like pitchfork glasses. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, I come down here. I'm like, ooh, this is a cool new one. No, we've had that for two years now because <laughs> there's so many damn glasses. Uh, Music-wise, been listening to anything? Uh, I was listening to the new album from the Lumineers. The Lumineers. Any good tracks from it? Well, like Ophelia, but like that's been playing on like the radio and everywhere for a while now. Like, and this, here, this, let's, let's hear a little yeah. bit of Ophelia. Here's 
Sounds like the Lumineers. They like subdued the vocals a little bit yeah. because, like, in the last album, the vocals were right up front and the music. Was oh yeah, you can, you definitely get that in this album, though. Is you, that the whole like, thing? Or like, there's a lot. No, uh, no. I'm talking about you. Get definitely have a bunch of the th- songs where like the vocals are really out there in the front, mm-hmm. and like there's not really anything going on musically besides that. Oh really? Which is a problem. Like I guess like sleep on the floor on the album's all right. Cleopatra, the title song, is okay. Uh, I think the Gale song was all right. But, like, you know, for the most part, like, I'm just, oh, is it a different song playing now? I couldn't <laughs> tell because it sounds kind of similar to the previous song. Right. Uh, here's a, a title track or Sleep on the Floor. Which one? Uh, Sleep on the Floor is better. Baby, come on. Forget what Father Brandon said. We were not born in sin. Leave a note on your bed Let your mother know you're safe And by the time she wakes We'll have driven through the state Cool. That's a good intro to the yeah. album. Well, like, just for the most part, there's not really a whole lot going to this album. Yeah, I I went to uh, Ch- Electric Fetus uh, Monday or whatever to get some new records and stuff, and I got a couple baby things for my cousin. But, uh... Uh, I bought the new M83 album, and I, I've been obsessed with M83. Well, I'm not obsessed, but they were like my soundtrack to high school. And trying to remember, right, why do they sound familiar to me? Uh, they had the song called Midnight City that was oh, uh, yeah. really popular. Yeah. But uh, the album before that, Saturdays Equal Youth, and then that Hurry Up, We're Dreaming album were two just freaking awesome albums. And now, basically, I guess... The lead singer, I can't remember his name, but he fired the whole band, basically, oh. and then hired all new people, and... This album's called Junk, so I was already hesitant about going into this album. And uh, here, if you can see that, that's the album cover. It's like some plush creatures, oh, yeah. and it just says junk. It looks like a children's thing. Yeah. But uh, the first single that came out of it was called Do It, Try It, and it reminds me of, like a Hollow Notes meets uh, fucking M83 kind of. It's really poppy, but then goes right into their dancey stuff. So it's an all right song, but here's that. But yeah, it's like a throwback to seven. Like '80s had their big revival, and like everything wants to sound like the yeah. '80s nowadays. And now he's like trying to bring the '70s back in this one, and it's really fucking weird. This one sticks out me the most for being the most horrible and most kind of like nostalgic one. Well, it sounded well, kind of like the '70s mixed with like some like '80s electronica. Yeah, this this one right here, it reminds me of like a '70s TV series, like a theme song, and a cheesy '70s theory. It's called Moon Crystals. It's 
kind of like our uh, theme song intro to when we go into our theme yeah. song on the show. I can definitely see that being like <laughs> in a 70s TV I show. I know, right? What the fuck? But then there's just showing the family like all sm- turn like doing catching the football, <laughs> turning to the camera and smiling. And there's there's a lot of good songs on this album, but a lot of just weird freaking ones like that. But I think my favorite one so far is either BB the dog or else go. And like he makes his French, he's a French guy, so he mixes like French words, French uh, like French language in with a lot of these songs, and then sings to English again. But uh, this one I dig a lot. It's called Go. So yeah, if you want to hear uh, something basically completely different, go uh, download M83's Junk album. Uh, there's yeah, like I said, there's a lot of good parts to it and a lot of terrible parts to it, but it's worth the listen. That's for damn sure. I drove around that whole day, kind of on repeat with that album, just trying to figure out what the hell was going on with it. Uh, anything else you'd like to add? Not really. All Generally, right. I don't buy albums just to try to figure out what the hell is going on. With yeah. <laughs> well, no, I've I just I have all their other M eighty three albums, yeah. so I so just you might as well. Pick I it picked up, it up, course. and then I had to hear it. I was gonna buy it on vinyl, but I'm like, no, I'll go for the cheaper route and buy the CD first because yeah. I, I don't know. I'm trying to save vinyls for what I really love. For something like that's actually really good. Yeah, that I'm actually gonna yeah. sit down and play. So, so wait, did you pick up David Bowie's on vinyl, or did it not come out on vinyl? Oh yeah, I got right. I got that one in the mail from yeah. pre order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would <laughs> hope so. Yeah, because that day I got it or whatever was the day it was released and the day he died basically was when i listened to it so yeah but uh yeah so let's go into the music news there was a bit of music news i'll probably shuffle through i just put a bunch of stuff down but uh let's start out with wwe's wrestlemania it took place a couple weekends ago in dallas and uh before the big event several wrestling veterans will be inducted and in, were inducted into the hall of wwe hall of fame uh snoop dogg was one of them really yeah really uh he was inducted to the hall celebrity wing uh snoop has appeared on wwe television series uh several times uh last year he teamed up with hulk hogan to throw a guy over the top rope He's the first musician to receive the honor and joined celebrities like Mike Tyson, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mr. T, and Donald Trump. Yep, Donald Trump is in the WWE yeah. Hall of Fame. I can see Mr. T just because. I can see Schwarzenegger too. Yeah. And Tyson, actually. Like, they're they're big guys. Yeah, so. right. And then Trump. <laughs> uh, Guns N' Roses recently teased a summer tour, and now the band have released the full set of dates. Uh, they are not coming here. In addition to their headlining Coachella show, uh, the Reformed Guns N' Roses will hit up a slew of cities across North America. Uh, last year, Dave Grohl broke his leg during the Foo Fighters show, and for a long stretch of tour dates, he was forced to perform while sitting down in a giant Foo Fighter throne. Uh, Axl Rose actually just broke his uh, foot at a recent show, and uh, he, the doctor's orders were to stay off his feet during live shows. Guns N' Roses' first show with Axel's injured foot was in Las Vegas, and during the set, he sat on a throne that looked an awful light like Grohl's. Near the end of the show, the giant Foo Fighters logo was revealed. <laughs> so they used uh, Dave Grohl's throne that he used for his shows. That's kind of funny. So, yeah, I, I thought that was pretty pretty fun. <laughs> Maybe I'm assuming that Dave Grohl <laughs> was, like, just <laughs> to him. Right. He's like, yeah, yeah here you go. <laughs> Here's but, what I used. 
I don't know. I don't know if I'd enjoy going to a Guns N' Roses show. I'm trying now. to remember like that throne. It was like uh, like the. Uh, the, uh, it had the Foo Game Fighters logo oh, in the middle like, and lights like, all the way around it and was stuff. Was it like made of made out of guitars? Like the I can't try. The picture I saw was just a bunch of lights around a logo, and then I don't know what he was sitting uh, on. It was kind of covered up, but yeah. But uh, sad news: uh, country legend Merle Haggard has died on his birthday. Uh, he was age seventy nine. Earlier earlier this year, he was hospitalized due to pneumonia. Uh, Haggard's son Ben Haggard. Posted a Facebook message a week ago. Dad told us he was going to pass on his birthday, and he wasn't wrong. Uh, Haggard was born in 1937 in Bakersfield, California. His father died when he was young. Throughout his youth, he spent time in juvenile detention centers. And throughout the 1950s, he spent a significant amount of time in jail. He was an inmate at San Quentin when Johnny Cash performed there. Oh, yeah? Interesting fact. Uh, Haggard's first top 20 hit was uh, Sing a Sad Song. It was released in 1963, and his first number one single was 1965's I'm a Lonesome, Fu- I'm a Lonesome Fugitive. Uh, he also had 37 other chart-topping songs, um, singles like Oki from Miskogee. Miskogee? I don't know any of these songs, really. I wish I knew. I, if I heard them, I'd probably know them. Probably. Uh, some other classics that he has is Mama's, Mama Tried, The Bottle Let Me Down, and Fight Inside of Me. So, yep, Merle Haggard passed. I, I went at the Underworld concert. They had Merle written on their uh, drum kit or whatever. Oh yeah, on the bass drum. Yeah, guess they like Merle Haggard. Maybe, or maybe that's his brand. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like in fucking masking tape, uh, like shiny masking tape or whatever. Maybe it's a shitty brand. It must be. Uh, Janet Jackson has postponed her world tour behind her latest album, Unbreakable. Uh, she put a video statement up on her Twitter and the singer revealed she's canceling a tour so she can start a family with her husband. Please, if you can try and understand, it's important that I want to do this. I have to rest up doctor's orders. She's 49 years old and she's trying to start a family. Hmm. I didn't know many people had babies uh, at 49 years well, old. Better late than never, I guess. I guess. If, uh, if that's what she wants. Yeah. Yeah, she canceled her. She had had a surgery and canceled her whole European one. I think she did like four dates and then had to cancel her whole U.S. one because uh, she wants to start a family now. Interesting. Well, generally, I think you should probably put a little bit more planning into it. Yeah, right than that. <laughs> All right. Probably shouldn't like be like. I don't know, know how long these two have been married yet either. Like, like it, may, you if they've been married for a month or two, okay, I guess that you go ahead. But if they've been married for like eight years, why the fuck haven't they started a family yet? Or, or more along the lines of like, you probably should plan ahead. So like, oh, you know. I'm not going to set up a tu- like all these tours and then like yeah, decide right? to have to cancel them because I've, all of a sudden I want to start up a family. Because I want a baby. I, I'm sorry, but 49, you're, you're getting out there a little bit. Uh, following his performances in The Simpsons, The Imaginary Dr. Parnassus, Mystery Man, and several Jim Jarmusch films, Tom Waits' latest acting gig has been revealed. He'll star in a Hulu supernatural drama called Citizen. Uh, described as a hero's origin story with elements of both magical realism and gritty vigilantism, uh, Waits plays Caesar, a priest whose guerrilla humanitarian operation is legally dubious. That's kind of weird. Tom Waits is so cool. Uh, that that alone makes me want to watch this, and I might have to get a Hulu. He often has weird roles. He has the coolest roles. Like, oh, he, he's the devil in the imaginary Dr. Parnassus, and he's amazing at it. Who did he play in Mystery Man? Which, which Mystery Man? Oh, God. I can't. I don't know. Or was he the bad guy in that? No, no, no. He couldn't have been the bad guy. Like, I don't think in so. In Seven Psychopaths, he's the creepy one with the bunny rabbit. Yeah, yeah. 
I can't remember. I don't know who you played in Mystery Man. It's been a long time since I saw that yeah. film. That that movie's like set in a weird time too. It's not like a real city that they're in. Like it has half Japanese words and half English words all over. So like I was watching it one day. That's I'm a like, superhero one, right? Yeah. It's with like weird. Ben Stiller yeah. and Hank Azaria and Janine well, Garofalo. It's in, it's in like a fictional city, I thought. So yeah. Kind of like how like many It's It's like cyberpunk are. kind of. And yeah. I don't know. I thought it was fun. I, yeah, I was like, wait, are you guys filming this in Tokyo? No, it's just some Hollywood backlot and they put half Japanese, half English words everywhere. Yeah. So, yes, I'm excited to see Citizen. Uh, Bruce Springsteen, he canceled his North Carolina show over their anti LGBT bathroom law, saying some things are more important than a rock show and the first. And this fight against prejudice and bigotry, which is happening as I write this, is one of them. It is the strongest means I have for raising my voice in opinion of those who continue to push us backwards instead of forwards. Good on you, Bruce. Yeah. I was actually really surprised that that happened. I didn't yeah. realize. I, I, I was too. So. Yeah. Uh, here you go. Led Zeppelin have long known been known for uh, stealing stuff from other people. Like, throughout their music catalog, a lot of, like, old bluesy stuff that's forgotten way back in the day. They used a lot of those, like, sounds and riffs for their music. Oh, yeah. uh, one of them's finally going to court now. Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven, Heaven is headed before a jury. In May 2014, a trustee for the estate of former spirit guitarist Randy California, real name Randy Wolf, filed a lawsuit against Zeppelin for copyright infringement. The suit claimed that Jimmy Page's introduction to the 1971 classic Stairway was improperly inspired by Spirit's 1968 instrumental, Taurus. After the two bands toured together, uh, the case eventually moved to federal court in California, where Zeppelin in February asked the judge to decline in their favor uh, without a trial, uh, decide in their favor without a trial. On Friday, the U.S. District Court guy, Gary Kussler, whatever, ruled the introduction of Stairway sounds enough like Taurus for a jury to hear both sides, and a trial is set for May 10th in Los Angeles. Here is a... Uh, little snippet of Taurus, if I can find it. Do, 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 do. Did I close that window? No, here we go. So, yeah, they toured together back yeah. when, before it was written. similarities but i don't know how similar something has to be before like you can sue for it though because there's some similarities but like it's not exactly the same so, so in which case yeah. like there's a lot of like basically the only thing that's not the same is the do 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 otherwise well, it's like the, the same. Or, but you see the like the, they're not the same order all the uh chords aren't being like, yeah so like in that case since it's not on the same but order, it is funny to think about that they toured like together there's absolutely similarities yeah. it's quite clear <laughs> that they took the, looked at like yeah we want that in the intro here mm -hmm. But I don't think it's similar enough that anybody's going to get right. money for that. Like so, yeah. I just thought that was kind of funny that that's finally going to court after yeah. what that came out in 71 or some shit. Ago, yeah. yeah. So that is happening right now. Uh, what else do I got here? 
Uh, there's a long thing about uh, uh, Steve Miller at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I don't know if you heard about any of that. No. Uh, basically, the Black Keys gave a speech inducting Miller into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, and his acceptance speech was more about the rock halls, like how they're doing a terrible job. Uh, I encourage, he said, I encourage you to keep expanding your vision to be more inclusive, inclusive of women. And he also encouraged them to support the musical education in schools more. Uh, he went backstage and elaborated on his stuff. Um, basically one thing he said that he doesn't like how he's been treated for this whole experience. Uh, he said the fame, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame gave him two tickets, one for him and one for his wife. And if you want more, you have to spend $10,000 per ticket. And he's like, what about my band? What about their wives? Um, at one point, the Rock Hall publicist attempted to interrupt Miller and tell him to wrap it up. And he said, no, we're not going to wrap this up. I'm going to wrap you up. You go sit down over there and learn something. This is how close the whole show was not was coming to not happen at all. Um Miller also wasn't the only artist who took uh, issue with the way the inductees were treated. NWA did not perform this at the ceremony, saying, I guess we really didn't feel like we were supported enough to be to do the best we could at this show. So, uh, yeah, I don't really know, because it hasn't been released yet, so I don't exactly know everything that Steve Miller said. But, uh, yeah, the Black Keys came out yesterday and said... Um, basically they didn't like the whole experience of working with him and he was a very unpleasant man to be around uh but i can if he's like grumpy in the first place about the i know and right everything then that, of course you're not going to enjoy working with him so yeah. i can see that he said we get a we got a real uncomfortable feeling when we first met steve he had no idea who we were the first thing he told us is i can't wait to get out of here he knew that we signed up to do the speech for him it's unfortunate of course there are problems in the music industry but we were there unpaid at our own free will to come and celebrate his achievements and spread the joy of rock and roll. Uh, there's a time and a place to stand up and be angry, but when people are trying to honor you for how great you were, that's not the fucking place. Uh, it's the only story everyone talked about. Overshadowing Kendrick Lamar's message of positivity It was totally unfortunate, and I hated being a part of that. So, yeah. I can see both their sides. Like, yeah. I, it, it, yeah, doing that right then there is probably not the best place to do that at they, all. Every single year it seems to be somebody's like, no, I'm not going to get inducted to the Hall of Fame. They're stupid. And then, I don't know. But, yeah. like, making a big deal about the fact that, like, the tickets. And yeah. Has, I mean, you're Steve Miller. You're there just to be just be grateful, I guess. I don't know. Uh, and then the final story. Uh, well, bon- I, I, well, I don't know about how big a deal. Like, it, I don't think you need to be grateful to be at the. Yeah, you don't. Uh, it's cool, like to be honored, I guess, but like you don't need to be grateful. Yeah, honored. I should have said honored instead. You did grateful. all the work years ago. Like, yeah, they, where were they twenty years ago? Or- it's true. They, he hasn't done anything in yeah. years. I don't know. Uh, but last one, uh, Bono visited the Congress to attend a hearing on causes and consequences of violent extremism in the role of foreign assi- and the role of foreign assistance. Uh, he was there alongside diplomats and aid experts, asking the United States government to provide aid to the Middle East. When he was there, he also suggested another way to combat extremists like ISIS and Boko Haram. Uh, it would be the use of comedy. Uh, don't laugh, he said, as he introduced the idea, adding, I think that comedy should be deployed, saying the first people that Adolf Hitler threw out of Germany were the Dadaists and the Surrealists, and continuing with this little snippet that I have. It's like you speak violence, you speak their language, but you laugh at them when they're goose-stepping down the street, and it takes away their power. So 
I'm, I'm suggesting that the Senate send in Amy Schumer and Chris Rock <laughs> and uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. Thank you. <laughs> so, yep, we should deploy comedy to ISIS. And then they're dead. And then you don't have <laughs> Amy Schumer, Chris Rock. <laughs> yeah, Amy Schumer put on Twitter, uh, holy shit, and then put that video on there. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny. Just little tidbit. Any news you'd like to add? No, not really. Did you watch David Bowie's thing? I forgot all about I it. I did not. Yeah. yeah, I forgot all about it. I was. They have a bunch of like videos on uh, Pitchfork, but they're like just ones on Instagram. So it's like a five second clip, or else it's some guy from the audience. So they aren't really good. But uh, yeah, there's a huge list of people that were there, which was pretty cool. Um, where is it? Right here. They have a set list on this one. Like, uh, Cindy Lauper basically opened up the show with Suffragette City. Uh, they had Holy Holy, which includes some of the original band members and Tony Vinscotti, the producer. Um, he had Debbie Harry from Blondie. Uh, Gogol Bordello was there. The Mountain Goats were there. Perry Forelli from Jane's Addiction was there singing Rebel Rebel. Michael Stipe sang Ashes to Ashes. He's from R.E.M. Uh, the Pixies sang their song, Cactus, which David Bowie used in his 2000 album i think it was and then uh also the flaming lips were there to sing life on mars so, yeah pretty cool yeah oh uh, yeah i hope so. yeah but it was like it was also like on april 1st yeah i know right so i was like <laughs> uh i could do that but what if it's just a joke and i actually i don't want to do that <laughs> no yeah I, I i got off work and then i just started watching the Orphan Black series, and I forgot all about it. I'm like, damn it! Like, it ended, like, right after I got done, and I looked at the clock. Oh, fuck. But I hope, like, a video actually comes out on the internet where you can watch the whole thing. But, yeah. Let's go on to our weekly theme. Do-do-do-do. Welcome to the weekly theme. Uh, this week was a fun theme to do, but it was also a very difficult theme to do, I thought. What do you think? Yeah, it was kind of difficult, especially since some of my movie ones I'd already used like in the last like couple months. Oh, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the theme is uh, songs that were used in trailers, like yeah. memorable songs used in trailers. Uh, Carlos was right on the money with most of his because video game trailers definitely do leave you with a little yeah. bit more than a movie trailer does. Well, they they have a lot more freedom. They they don't have to, they don't have like such a massive budget and like such massive marketing campaigns behind. Uh, yeah, that they have to have like a lot of dialogue, or they have to show certain. A- yeah, because if you if you do if you don't put actors talking in uh, trailers, you don't really know what the fuck's going on in that movie. So yeah, but with Granted, video games, you can have gameplay with music going over or just a sweet fucking. Yeah, I, I do think that there are some movies that probably would be have like some of these like older trailers would have been better if like they just played some of the music like over some of like uh some of the movies music that plays in the movie uh, over like clips of like the people doing stuff would be better like the Matrix. Yeah, like yeah. if they had just basically played uh Club to Death, I think it was uh Rob Duggan's uh, uh sound tr- the music that he added for that. Uh, the uh movie. the other one was like I was watching some trailers and one of them was The Departed. They use fucking four songs in that entire trailer, and the trailer is like two minutes long. Plus, it's like skipping back and forth to everything, everything, everything. So it's kind of like, well, there's no really distinctive thing in that one. But and they had uh, the trailer for uh, 
Suicide Squad. Like that was our like I I don't know who's who, I think it was like probably Adele or something opened it up and like and started like closing with uh, uh I'm trying to remember not a Kung I can't remember what song it was but it was like one of the uh, like some uh, 70s 80s song. Oh, okay, everybody's heard. You Ballroom st- Blitz, I think it was. Ballroom Blitz. Yeah. Yes, that sounds right. Yeah. yeah. The Guardians of the Galaxy did a good job with their s- song choices too. I think. Actually, yeah, I sh- that would have been a great thriller to yeah. add on. But yeah. that soundtrack, like soundtracks, don't really sell nowadays too often. But that soundtrack is like everywhere, and everybody wants it. I have it. It's a good soundtrack. Yeah. It is a really good soundtrack. But yeah, it was just kind of fascinating because that kind of stuff yeah. doesn't happen too often. Kind of had a cassette player in the, the cassette version of it. Yeah, just, just because. <laughs> Uh, you can start the thing out. Uh, well, first I just want to say, like, there was a couple yeah. that I couldn't, add, I didn't want to add to my list, like, uh, well, just because, like, like that maybe the the music was good, like, uh, but I just didn't care about the movie at all. Yeah, like, uh, the uh, song "Yellow Flicker Beat" from Lord. I, oh I, that's yeah, that's actually a really good song, and but it was it's for the Hunger, Hunger Games, Games, and I could give less. I don't care about that <laughs> at all. But uh, anyways. Uh, to start off, uh, Uncharted Four, uh, they have a "Where Is My Mind" cover, which the Pixies did that one, mm-hmm. uh, and this one is from uh, Maxence Siren. Yeah, I was really, really, really surprised when I heard that in the in the trailer for the. I'm like, <gasps> that made me like twenty times more well, excited. And for like this another thing game. is like, I really, really like uh, violin and uh, piano covers mm-hmm. of like uh, of uh, music. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, they did a sweet job yeah. with that one. That's for damn sure. Um, my first one is uh, Lux Arturna. I think that's how you say it. Uh, it's from the movie Requiem for a Dream, but it's been used in numerous, numerous, numerous movies for like, this one was the one used before the one that I'm going to be playing on my next one was in all trailers and stuff. Like it was also in Lord of the Rings, the two towers trailer, and that was a choir singing it. Um, but, uh, here you go. It's by Clint Mansell from Requiem for a Dream. And that's the original version of it, but like when it was used in trailers and stuff, yeah. it usually had a much bigger sound to it. And well, stuff. it's, it's kind of actually kind of funny because uh, that's had so many covers, mm-hmm. but like it's all the covers aren't called that; they're all called like "Requiem for a Dream." Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like I, I actually had to search for a long time on YouTube to actually find the right one because I have the soundtrack in iTunes, but yeah. I, we just go through YouTube because it's a lot easier. But yeah, like every single one was the wrong version, wrong version, wrong. But that's the original version from "Requiem for a Dream." And uh, yeah, it's kind of, just kind of fascinating how that gets used so many times in different things. 
Uh, my next one is uh, from the uh, uh, several years, quite a few years back. Uh, Gears, Gears of War was a game, and they the release the one of the first trailers I had for it was just a silent one with this song playing, uh, "Mad World" from uh, Gary Jules. And the, this song, this version of the song compared to the original version by Tears for Fears is so different. It's but they're both they're both pretty good. This one's a I lot like better. Gary Jules, than, but oh, it's yeah. also because I really liked it. I enjoyed Donnie Darko. So yeah, right, right. No tomorrow, no tomorrow, and I find it kind of funny, I find it kind of sad. The dreams in which I'm dying are the best I've ever had. I find it hard to tell you, I find it hard to take. When people run in circles, it's a very, very mad. Yeah, but it's a good song. It is a really good song. It's, it's so depressing. <laughs> but uh, th- this is the other one, the uh, other version of it. just makes me laugh because like how gary jules thought hey let's make this song into a really slow sad song well like, like it's just really good like combined with the trailer itself yeah, where yeah. It's, like, it's all silent as the person like everything's like sh- it's like a shitty world like he has a gun like and like he's fighting monsters and then at the very end as like as it goes like the mad world mm-hmm. like he's he's being over like there's this gigantic monster that's yeah. about to fight him and it's just, just yeah do you remember what the song that was played in uh, that terrible game, Dead Island or whatever? Like the before leading up to Dead Island came out, it was like a backwards video yeah, of a yeah. girl coming I out of the window. I don't remember what song it was, but I, I remember it was very something very distinct, and they did a really good job with that trailer too. And uh, oh, I just watched the Final Fantasy trailer for the new Final Fantasy yeah. coming out. Florence and the Machine is singing "Stand by Me" in it at the end of it. It's That's really right. awkward. Oh, actually, I kind of it, it, it it was it was a good song, but I just thought from the beginning of that trailer when it's all fucking intense and awesome music and craziness, all of a sudden it switches to Stand by Me. Well, that's because it, I think it's supposed, like they're doing a whole uh, kind of like a road uh, a uh, road trip theme with this one. Yeah. So, which is quite a bit uh, different. You're not fighting like so if that. The whole I, thing I'm really like intrigued trip, to play so. that game. Actually, yeah. that looks really cool. They they did a good job with that trailer. Uh, but my next one is from the movie Sunshine, and uh, this song has been used over and over and over again. Uh, most notably, the first one that I remembered was in the movie Kick-Ass. The, I think it was a Kick-Ass one. Yeah, when the giant fight scene when uh, he's on the he's tied up to the chair, or dad's tied up to the chair, and then the girl like this puts a strobe light on her head and has to fight everybody in the room. This song is playing during that part. But it's also in the trailer for the movie Blindness, for the movie The Adjustment Bureau, X-Men Origins Wolverine. It's in the trailer for the Hubble 3D. It's in the pilot episode of Fringe. Uh, it's in the Walking Dead episode. Multiple episodes of Walking Dead, it says. <laughs> um, yeah, it just keeps going. Trailer for Star Trek Into Darkness. Uh, trailer for X-Men Days of Future Past. Everything. But uh, it is called 
Adiago in D, D minor. Uh, it's by John Murphy, and it was originally for the movie Sunshine, and it's one of the most intense scene ever. It's when the sun's like, they have to get off the shield that's on top of the ship because the sun's coming towards them or else they'll burn up and die. Yeah. It's one of the most intense things ever, but uh, here you go. comments in there says one of the first times a theme is more popular than the movie <laughs> yeah like i've definitely heard that several times numerous times yeah. but yeah have you ever seen the movie sunshine i have yeah oh my god i love I that it. movie so much who's the uh, actor in that one uh, uh killian murphy's in yeah, it uh, murphy. michelle yeo from crouching tiger hidden dragon the other guy from crouching tiger hidden dragon <laughs> uh the guy from fear of the walking dead that's that just started a little bit ago um who else is in it rose burns in it a lot huh. of people. Yeah, I actually learned quite a bit like doing this list. Uh, like, for example, Resident Evil, the movie. Mm-hmm. Did you know that Marilyn Manson actually did the main theme for that? Yep. I yep. did not. I, I I listened to that soundtrack nonstop when it came out and that movie came out. Like, it's Slipknot and The Cure and a bunch of other awesome shit and, like, Static X. And then all of a sudden there's, like, four tracks at the bottom of it by Marilyn Manson. And that's when I found out. I'm like, wait, Manson did the theme, the score for this movie? And Fucking like it, awesome. It, oh, yeah, it was, like, actually, like... That was like a really creepy theme too. Like it, it was really, really good. The theme. Yeah, that I, that's probably one of the reasons why that movie is watchable. Yeah, is because of the theme like matches. It's a little similar. harder to watch nowadays, yeah. but I I remember nonstop. I'd watch that over and over and yeah. over again when that came out. Same with the Dawn of the Dead two thousand four. I thought that was the good best thing ever. Now I watch it. I'm like, no. Eh, I I enjoyed it when it when it came out. That was like my first like zombie movie that I really right. enjoyed. So uh, my turn, right? Yep. Uh, my next one is from the was for uh, Cyberpunk 2077, and the song is "Bullets" from the band Archive. And do you know when this game's coming out at all? Like, not at all. Not at they all. Ha- they haven't okay. released it yet. All it's right. Been, and the, this is from several years ago that they uh, they've been working on it for a while. Okay. Responsibility, personal responsibility.
pretty cool. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And like I enjoyed that actually I enjoyed that song so much that I went and picked up their album after I heard that uh saw that trailer. Uh the album's called uh, Controlling Crowds 1 to 3. And uh there's a bu- there's a bunch of good songs on this album, but uh I think one of the ones I want to touch on is uh Words on Signs. Mm, right there. There. There's no Yeah, like another, like another. I, there's a lot of different sounds on this album. Uh, uh, Controlling Crowds, the actual title song. That one's like ten minutes long, and like it actually has a def. I didn't. I, I let's not play that one just because of the fact that it has a whole bunch of different sounds yeah. throughout the whole thing. That's what I noticed with that bullet song. Like yeah. it was slow, slow, slow. Then it picked yeah. up there, and then it went back down again. And uh, horror is the other one I want to play. Horror. Yeah. I kind of enjoyed the whole album. Mm-hmm. Came out almost six, seven years ago. Almost. Oh yeah, and yeah. then like, and then the trailer came out a couple years ago. And then, okay. Uh, who knows when? The, who never knows when the game. The will band come is out. called Archive, and that's controlling crowds parts one through three. Yeah. Nice. Uh, my final song is uh, it was originally used in well, actually, it was originally before this movie. But uh, when I first found out about this band was because of this trailer, and I was so excited for this movie, which was one of the most worst movies ever. It's uh, where the wild things are. Do you remember that when that came out? Yeah, yeah. I was really excited for that movie, and the song that was used in the trailer was called "Wake Up" by Arcade Fire. And uh, it's one of the most uplifting songs ever. It's been used in many other things. Um. Big Brother UK used it. Uh, the Secret Life of Walter Mitty, Walter Walter Mitty used it. Uh, Super Bowl Fifty Five, I think it is, or Fifty Four, used it in a bunch of their commercials during the middle of the game. Um, New York Rangers had it a couple times. U two had it and stuff. And then they also sang it with David Bowie in two thousand five on Fashion Rocks. But this song's called Wake Up. You'll probably recognize it. Uh, it was one of the highlights of the movie, and probably made me think the movie was going to be amazing. <laughs> thankful that that movie came out otherwise i would have never found out about arcade fire i had so. just assumed that uh that just because from the vocals alone when i watched the trailer that oh that must be mo- of monsters and men 
Oh yeah, I and assume. that that was way before Monsters of Men even yeah. came out. Or, or I, I mean, I mean, last time I saw that trailer. Oh yeah, yeah, that was. Well, it came out. The song came out in two thousand five. Yeah, so, or the album came out in two thousand four, so, yeah, two thousand five. Oh, so is there? Have they done anything else like lately? Arcade oh yeah, Arcade Fire has done numerous things. Oh, yeah? They sell out tours all over the U.S. Oh, now. That's cool. They're pretty. I'm just trying. Yeah, they've gotten pretty big. Uh, let's see here, Arcade Fire. I saw them. Bonnaroo is really when they. I first was obsessed with them because yeah. they put on one of the coolest shows I've ever seen, and I wasn't expecting anything from them. Yeah. Uh, big one they had was. Uh, oh yeah, they. What was it? 2010. They won the album of the year at the Grammys. Oh, really? Which was pretty cool because that was one of the first bands that was like independent that won. Was that from big. the uh, album for that they the song was from for? Uh, no, that the this one's called the Suburbs. I think this. I used this album on one of my uh, when we used to do uh, albums. What did we call it before? We picked one album that we love really a lot and talk about it on the yep. show. Uh, I put this one on there because it gives such a vivid picture of like a 1980s suburbia where you're a little kid on your bicycle and it just is really a nostalgic yep. album. It reminds me of like that uh, ET when they're riding bicycles through that little like newly built suburb or whatever yeah. yeah that's what the whole album kind of feels like it, they give a really good feeling and then also david bowie sings on their newest album and i talked about this one when it came out too it's called reflector uh afterlife is a great song on there and then the main song reflector is really good too but yeah i really like arcade fire they're cool cool uh anything else you'd like to add for our theme uh i think i uh got everything down yeah, I like I said, this was a fun theme yeah. overall. Uh, it was it was challenging, which was good, and I think our theme for the next show will be even more challenging. But uh, well, it won't be challenging so much as the fact that I can't believe I have that. I should not have had. Yeah, that. Right. what is wrong with me? Uh, to close out our show, I am picking "Where Is My Mind" because me and Carlos both had that yeah. as one because that's such an iconic theme from the Fight Club movie yeah. and Fight Club uh, trailer. So uh, we're gonna close the show with "Where Is My Mind." Stop. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Soundwave. New shows are released every other Thursday. The theme for our next show, uh, we were talking about spring songs and what kind of spring stuff we should do. Uh, Carlos thought of a great one. Yeah. Spring cleaning. Yeah. Like uh, songs that we didn't even know were in our library and being like, why is that there? Or, hey, I really missed this song. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be a fun one to do. A little challenging. Uh, for updates, more information about Soundwave or other shows, go like us on Facebook at Blind Ninja Studios, or you can follow us on Twitter at Blind underscore Ninja. Uh, the flagship show, Department of Defense, is still live every Sunday evening. Come join in the fun at BlindNinjaStudios.com slash live. This show and all of our other shows are available to stream on our website at BlindNinjaStudios.com, or you subscribe on iTunes so you never miss the show. Uh, if you just can't get enough of Soundwave or Blind Ninja Studios, help support us. At the bottom of our homepage, click on Patreon and sign up. It works like a monthly donation service where you can pledge any amount that works for you, even as low as a buck. Also, if you're doing any shopping on Amazon, don't forget to stop by our page first and uh, click on the Amazon link at the bottom. Do all your shopping like you normally do, and when you check out, Amazon just kicks a bit towards us. Uh, it'd be great. Questions, comments, any kind of feedback, email us at feedback at or even easier, message us on Facebook. See you again in two weeks.